Welcome to Great Minds with Lost and Found, the podcast that connects people and reimagines systems to improve mental health for youth and young adults. I'm your host, Joel Kaskinen. Lost and Found is a comprehensive nonprofit organization that aims to do more to eliminate suicide for youth and young adults in the United States. Now that you know who we are and what we're all about, let's get to the show. Hello and welcome back to Great Minds with Lost and Found. Today's conversation is being recorded during the week of Veterans Day and features veteran and Moms Demand Action volunteer, Patty May Rose, and the state chapter lead for the South Dakota chapter of Moms Demand Action, Emily Thomas. So welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Let's start with introductions. So Patty, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about your connection to being a veteran and mental health, as well as your connection to Moms Demand. Sure. Thank you. Um, my mom, ah, excuse me. My name is uh, Patty Mayrose. Um, and first of all, I'm a mom. I'm mother to seven children. Um, I am a veteran. I spent five years as an Air Force medic and then uh, spent an additional 19 years in the Guard and Reserve, retiring from the Army Nurse Corps. Um, also, uh, for the last 30 plus years, I've worked as a nurse at the VA hospital here in town. So just wanna make clear that the what I say today is my own opinions and not necessarily you know, the VA's opinions, but uh, it gives me in close contact with veterans every day. So um, I joined uh, moms about five and a half years ago. Uh, I had a young adult family member who was able to purchase a a weapon from a friend, no training, no instructions. Um, and about a year after that, had an accidental discharge. Um, he thought he was cleaning his weapon, had not cleared it properly, and shattered his femur. So uh, luckily, he's gotten over that. But it, it could have been much worse, although it was a serious accident. It could have been much worse, yeah. you know. Um, he could have killed somebody else by accident as as well. So that's what got me involved in Moms Demand Action. Shortly after that, I saw them at a tabling event uh, and inquired about information. Um, and after joining them and getting involved, uh, you know, there's lots of reasons that moms, actually anybody, we say we're Moms Demand Action, but <laughs> we have a student section. Uh, we have young adults. We have men who are part of Moms Demand Action. So we'll take anybody. We're mothers and others. Mothers and <laughs> others. That's a good way to say it. But um, I got involved in Be Smart, which is their educational um, aspect of Moms Demand Action, where we just promote uh, proper gun storage and safely storing your weapon. I'm I'm amazed at the number of individuals who I talk with who just talk about that, yes, I have a loaded weapon in my house, but my kids know not to touch it. You know, your children may not know to touch it, but the neighbor's children or your grandchildren or children are children, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, like I say, after being involved with moms, I was amazed at the number of people who are involved with it because they've lost family members or dear friends to suicide mm -hmm. and what a big big issue um handguns are in suicide yeah all right well thanks so much for sharing and 
introducing yourself. Um, it sounds like you have quite the robust history and story, and I'm just so grateful that you're here. So Emily, if you'll go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and just share how you got involved with moms and your connection to mental health and suicide as well. Yeah, so uh, it's hard follow-up, following Patty. Uh, but so Emily Thomas, and I, I am a mom. Um, I have three, three children. And my oldest child was a freshman at Harrisburg High School. And there was an active shooter when, when he was a freshman. And at that point in time, it only happened, you know, you would hear about the school shootings and it would happen not, not here. And so when it happened that day, I'll never forget, um, it was the worst day of my life and just hearing that there's an active shooter in your kid's school and not knowing if your kid is alive and not knowing if like i just remember saying what did i say to him did i tell him that i love him like i may never get to talk to him again and that feeling of hopelessness was horrifying and luckily um no one was killed um which w was amazing. And so for the longest time, I did not give myself permission to really think about it because it was, I, nothing, no one was killed. So I didn't think anything of it. Like, oh, I don't, okay. But then a couple of years later, after more and more of these shootings took place, I realized I was kind of starting to get numb. And I just remember thinking to myself, I, this is not okay. I can't get numb. Like, this is not okay. And so at that time, I, I saw a tweet, um, a Moms Demand Action tweet. I had no idea what it was. And so I clicked and I joined and got very involved. And I didn't really know what I was doing, <laughs> but I was just interested <laughs> in learning more and how can I be part of the solution and how can I help so that no other person ever has to feel that sense of dread and hopelessness that I did. And um, I shortly thereafter became the chapter lead and- Which what, we're thankful for. <laughs> still learning. Um, so that was 2019 that I decided that being numb is not gonna help and I wanted to do something. And so, yeah, becoming the chapter lead basically means that we've got, we've got local groups um, all throughout the state. And we have people, volunteers all throughout the state who are interested in also being part of the solution. And so um, we just, we do monthly meetings, we provide education, um, just, it's a sense of coming together and trying to work to, to end gun violence. I mean, it's Moms and Man's Action. Um, we're underneath the Everytown for um, gun sense in, and that's kind of what Moms is under. And then Patty explained one of the one of the components that we do with moms is the educational and the awareness. And one of those programs is the Be Smart program, which is all about secure storage of firearms. And then we also work with um, we work with campaigns, um, to, and then we work with legislative issues. So trying to make better, safer gun laws. You know, we work on creating, we're working on, you know, universal background checks and, you know, so someone can't just go 
purchase a gun without, you know, being right. fully able to own it um, and and handle it and be, be responsible and take accountability. So there's a lot of different aspects. Um, Moms Demand is, is nonpartisan, um, but it, you know, we have several members of, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are, who you are. We have so many um very so many diverse yep we have so many gun owners and it's just yeah it's everybody um because you know gun violence is not a bullet a stray bullet doesn't know (laughs) know who you are or anything like that so um yeah we're just it's kind of what we do and who we are great Awesome. Well, I invited you both to have this conversation today, specifically because it's the week of Veterans Day. And I know as a Moms Demand Action volunteer myself, and not being a mother, but also being a survivor of gun violence myself and having friends and family members who have died by suicide or other forms of gun violence, um, I know the work that you all do to kind of create protective environments around safe gun ownership and responsibility, especially for um, at-risk populations like veterans. So I've asked you to have this conversation with me. Um, We, through this podcast, we have a series going on right now, and we are focusing on the CDC's seven prevention strategies that are outlined in what is known as the CDC Suicide Prevention Technical Package. And one of those strategies is creating protective environments. And so I thought you all were the perfect fit to discuss what kinds of work we're doing to create protective environments for those at risk of suicide. So I want to jump into the programs and services sure. a little bit um, that Moms Demand Action offers, as well as the VA that you work at as a nurse offers um, in terms of supporting veterans. So um, let's start, Emily. We're going to just kind of dive in a little bit more to okay. some of those programs and services that um, Moms has, and then I'll go to you, Patty, and we'll hear us um, what the VA is doing. So I guess our biggest, um, like, I, like I mentioned, the, the Be Smart program is the program um, that really emphasizes secure storage. Um, it, it encourages people to model the secure storing, you know, securely storing your, your weapons. And what that means is you have your firearm and then you have it unloaded and, and locked away from ammo. If, if possible, of course, um, that's, that's the ultimate, um, we know that having a firearm in your home triples the risk of mm-hmm. of suicide um and we also know that if you take a take a moment a second to have to unlock it that one second has been shown to save lives and we also know that firearm you you don't get a second chance mm-hmm. if firearms are are means and so just securely storing that that weapon that gun can literally save a life within i mean it's one second that can save a life so we really um we really talk about that we know we know there's different aspects for that mental health is obviously something that everybody talks about and i mean we hear that from even our politicians, right? It's like, oh, well, no, we, it's not, it's not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem. 
but they work together. I mean, you, you need both in order, right. you know, you need, you need to fix both. You know, if you don't have access to a mean, then it's, a, you know, your mental health instability at that moment, you're, you're still going to be able to live for the next moment. But if you have that means and that access to means, you, you, it's very lethal. It's, it's very, very ineffective, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And so, but in addition to that, it's not just, it doesn't just affect people with mental health. You know, it, it, it affects, like Patty said, kids. We have so many kids right now that are, I mean, kids don't have a fully functioned brain. They are very impulsive. We, we live in a society of instant gratification. Yeah. And so it's like, if, if that's out there and it's, you know, sitting there, it, it's just an impulse. And so a lot of kids, we, you know, die by suicide. Um, a lot of kids right now, unintentional shootings have gone up. You know, you hear about so many siblings that, you know, get into the closet because they knew where, you know, where mom and dad hid the gun. And it's just, it's just really sad and it's preventable. Right. So that's kind of, that's also another very important thing of what we talk about is all of these things are preventable. Yeah. And we are, I mean, with moms, a lot of times, you know, we start talking about things. We can see the guards, the shields go up and I mean, I have family members and the shields go up. And what I've learned is people are conditioned, I guess. And you know, everyone thinks or believes um, that we are just out, you know, Moms Demand Action is just out to take everyone's guns away. Absolutely not. Right. We, like I said before, we have gun owners. We have, I mean, hunters, like it's huge. Like, I mean, everyone has a, has a gun, you know, everyone, especially in South Dakota, yeah. Yeah. it is a way of life. Like <laughs> and guns, and multiple guns. <laughs> right, right. And, and we are not against that at all. Um, we are just against you know, not taking accountability or not taking, just being safe about it. And, um, and like, we just want everyone to know that. And yeah, I mean, we, we know that like hunting is a huge business. I mean, it's, it, it's very important. And so, um, we just want to make sure that is, is out there. Mm -hmm. And sure. then, you know, just meeting people where they are and having conversations I learned, like when I first started, I was not aware that suicide by a firearm was a form of gun violence. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. And I think so many people think like, oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's, in the, it's in the cities, it's in the big cities, you know, it's just on the streets and, and it's not. And in fact, in South Dakota, our, our, our highest form of, of suicide is by firearm. And that's like 80%. And, and that's terrifying. Um, and so I kind of rambled on there. Um, <laughs> so Be Smart is a program that works to educate and just really creating the, that awareness. Like it's not just on the streets of, of a big city, it's, it's happening everywhere. Um, and for us, a lot of times it's happening in our rural areas by our older, our older white men. Um, and you know, it's again, it's right. It is, it's, preventable so these little things it's just slacking slacking it up right. and that can save a life so yeah. yeah that's amazing and with the be smart program what that is um it's it's designed for adults 
Uh, and it can be anywhere from a 20 minute to 40 minute um, slideshow presentation, you know, that we adapt to our audience, to who we're speaking about, but mostly just to stress um, how you secure your weapon. Uh, we also do tabling events where we hand out cable gun locks, uh, you know, and just try to educate. You know, the cable gun lock is the simplest and least expensive, mm -hmm. but you can go from gun cases to gun, you know, locked safes, you know, that hold from one gun to, to many, many weapons. And so we just try to educate adults because really it is the adults that are responsible 100%. Yeah. Um, for securing their their own weapon. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And we should say Be Smart actually stands for something. Yes. <laughs> so smart. I was going to ask. Yes, the acronym. <laughs> yes. So the S stands for secure, securely store your firearm. Um, the M stands for model that behavior. So you're actually securely storing your, your firearm. The A stands for ask. Um, and that is... Yeah, I forgot. That is... I mean... To be to be honest, the first time I did that, it, it was terrifying because because like I said before, all the you know people get very defensive um, when anything about guns is brought up, and so my youngest daughter was going over to a sleepover, Aww. and nowadays I don't know who these parents are anymore, and so I had no idea, and um, so I just I I asked them, you know, I just said, do you do you have a firearm in your home? And is it, is it locked? And you can do that in so many ways that, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be hard. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, tell us it's so hard. But what would be harder would be to have a funeral for my daughter. And then I would never, yeah. re I mean, I would regret not taking that. I mean, that's stupid, you know? Right. So just, yeah, asking about it and okay, you, you have one. Great. It's fine. You know? Um, and then you can just make a, an informed decision about that. Because I think a lot of times, too, when you yourself are a responsible and you you store your firearm securely, you, you might think that everyone else does. And that's just not the mm -hmm. case. And so that's what makes the asking part so important. Um, and then the R is recognizing the role of firearms in suicide which as I said before in South Dakota, that is very, very high. Um, and then the T is just tell, tell others, tell others about, about it as well. Right. So yeah, be smart, yeah. be smart that people. Was, that was as my children are all adults now, I never even thought no. to question. I mean, when my oldest children were in high school, in the parking lot, every truck had a firearm yeah. on the rack. Yeah. You know, so it, it was just something that we are not accustomed to doing, but it makes a lot of sense just because the easy access can cause accidents or, yeah, you know, preventable suicides from happening. Right. Well, thanks for sharing um, about the Be Smart program. Yes. Obviously, we are all part of yeah. this and we yes. know kind of what it stands for. But our listeners, that was one thing that I wanted to make sure that they got was um, understanding exactly what it was and what it means and what it stands for. Um, that's really, really cool. Um, is there any like final thoughts on program services, um, support that you offer through Moms Demand before we jump into the VA? So I could say the educational 
portion of it and that there really is a place for anyone in your audience um to be like say i like the educational part of it and i love tabling you know going out and just meeting people and and just talking to them yeah, yeah. um but some people that is not where they feel the most comfortable but there is also the legislation portion of it uh and just different parts that you can always find something that you feel comfortable yeah. helping with yeah. yeah you know along with the be smart program it also kind of go goes hand in hand with school safety and so we are currently working on uh, you know, just getting this information out to parents um, of of students, because we also know in this, we also know that most of the school shootings are 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 they happen because the shooter either takes the gun or has access to the gun of a family member or a friend that is unlocked. So it's it it's very important that you know as many people know. Um, you know, we do we do just awareness of, you know, the the police, the Sioux Falls Police Department is right. is behind um, the Be Smart program. Um, they have seen an up an uptake of guns stolen out of vehicles, and then you don't know who's getting that gun, and you know all of that. And so, just literally, just you know, locking it up can save save a lot of lives, and it's pretty pretty easy to do, and it's you don't have to get rid of it. Um, you know, just just lock it up, but. Yeah, it's just the awareness um, part of it and just normalizing. If you have a gun, it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you you can still have one and you can still, you know, be a, a, a smart, secure storage um, com- or proponent of it. You, you can have both. And, and I think that has been lost in translation. Yeah. Okay. And so that's just kind of what we're, what we're out and about doing. Love it. Great. Well, let's transition into, Patty, your work with okay. the VA and the services um, and resources that you provide to veterans, obviously, um, as it re- relates to um, gun safety and suicide and mental health. And So um, my experience at the VA has not been in the mental health. Um, I've worked in various clinics, uh, inpatient wards, but it does take me into daily contact um, with veterans. And unfortunately, veterans do have a much higher than average suicide rate. Mm-hmm. So mine is just being part of the mental health, you know, or excuse me, of the medical part. Mental health is just as real as physical health. Sure. And and like I say, veterans do have a much higher rate of suicide. The VA takes that very seriously. They've made that one of their goals is to reduce veteran suicide. And, you know, the last years that I have statistics for are from like uh, 2019, 2020, and our numbers are actually going down. That's great. Yeah. But they're still much higher than they need to. Sure. Um, sure. And and fortunately, uh, veteran suicide by methods, the numbers that are actually using weapons is rising. So although the number of uh, suicides is down, they're using firearms, which is a much more lethal, you know, mm-hmm. like she said, you don't get that second thought yeah. to th- take it back um, as you w- would by other means um, of suicide. You know, and, and veterans are some of the reasons that veterans are at higher risk, you know, um, obviously individuals have risk factors 
that can uh, make it much higher likely that they will attempt suicide. Uh, you know, depression, substance abuse, uh, problems, you know, anxiety disorders, which PTSD falls upon. Um, but there's environmental factors, you know, people who have been exposed to others who have committed suicide. Died um, by suicide. Yeah, died by suicide. Um, and I do know several veterans who have been friends who have committed suicide. Uh, I was never deployed to a combat zone, um, but that obviously, that increases people who have been at a much higher risk for PTSD from that. They've been around weapons, they were trained to use weapons. Mm -hmm. um, so the availability is just so much there. But also older veterans are at a high risk, and some of that is you know chronic health issues. Older adults with, with chronic health issues that they feel that there's just no pain relief, their quality of life isn't good, you know, they sometimes will um, attempt to suicide. And there's so much that really can be, be done about it. Um, the VA, like I say, has really made its mission to try and decrease Veteran suicides, uh, some of the things that are available, um, and we do have them in, in town, is there's vet centers around. And vet centers are places where veterans can go to just talk to other veterans to discuss it. And, you know, they can get comprehensive services as well for counseling and all that. Um, and to find a vet center, like I hear, you can Google it. Vet Center Sioux Falls, and it'll come up with their information. You can also go to www.va, excuse me, www.va.gov, find locations that will tell you. Um, vet Center call centers that are manned mm -hmm. uh, is it's eight seven seven, and then War Dash Vets, so nine two seven eight three eight seven. You know you can always call at, you know, day or night. If you're in a situation where you're not feeling safe, you know, always call the VA hop, the hospital, you know, after hours, you'll get the emergency room during business hours. You know, you can just ask to speak to a mental health provider. We do have um, a suicide prevention coordinator and that's her whole job is to help coordinate uh, resources and help individuals that might be at higher risk um, to just do that. Uh, I know um, around the country, they are currently doing uh, kind of like a pilot, pilot programs for, for veterans with gun shops. And I, I thought, you know, after I listened to this um, kind of a webinar about this, I thought, oh, how amazing would that be to bring to Sioux Falls? And it's basically you're you're able to bring your firearm to a gun shop. They they have like lockers in there, and it's just a place to store um, to store while we you do need have to. it here in Sioux Falls. We have that at yeah. Right. So one of the places um, that I was able to found the Alliance which is, it's a military heritage yeah. organization, um, but they do have a gun range and gun storage. 
So, you know, and it, it's, they'll store your weapon really for any reason. Um, you know, if you just don't have a secure place at home to store it, uh, if you're a snowbird and you don't, or you're selling your house, but also if you're experiencing some mental health issues. Um, so the Alliance here is just right off Russell Street. You know, they do have it. They have a pricing and it's $20 for the first month and, and $10 thereafter. But they said, you know, that can be waived, especially for mental health. They do not want really cool. the cost of storing it to be any reason that someone would not store their weapon. Um, and it's very easy. You just meet with them. They kind of discuss with you why you're wanting to store, you know, your weapon, um, you know, if it's just that you need a short time because you're selling your house and you don't want the weapon in there, you know, you come in, you ask for your gun back, they yeah. give it back. It's, it's for, however, though, that you've expressed to them that you are kind of struggling now. If you walk in and, and say, I want my gun today, right now, you know, they're, they've been in the military, they understand this. You know, they might just say, let's have a Coke. And, you know, do you really need your gun? What yeah. What's going on? And though they're not in the mental health business at all, they can direct you, you know, to do that. So it's just a really neat program. They have a number, um, which I can give you. Um, but you just pick a time, you bring it to them. They do like you to kind of fill out a little contract just to... First of all, so the people don't just forget that that's where they've stored their gun. And <laughs> two years later, your gun's still sitting in storage. But it, it's very simple. It saves lives. Um, and it just protects you and, and others that you care about. Uh, you know, and a lot of people think that if someone is at risk or in a mental health crisis, that you don't want to talk about suicide. And that's not true talking about suicide is not going to increase their risk um but if you can let them know you know let's say a lot of veterans have a lot of weapons they like their weapons and they're afraid that they're going to be taken away so you know if you could just suggest why don't we get your your weapon out of your house you know you still have access to mm -hmm. it but it just giving that extra step of having it secured totally. gives someone the chance to get the help they need. Um, and, you know, just that extra step can mean the difference between life and death. And uh, I'm sure other gun ranges could potentially have the, the same services, but uh, especially for veterans, you know, the, the Heritage Center, if you haven't been there, it's a great center. They have a restaurant. They had meeting rooms, so they just have a lot of things going on. But it's not open just to veterans. It's open to anybody in the community. It's a really nice community resource. So Great. Yeah, anytime we can get more and more places to store, you know, a firearm, that would be, that'd be amazing. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you both for sharing resources and support opportunities for veterans um, from both of your organizations. Um, I want to kind of switch gears here a little bit and look at the current situation that we're facing with gun violence. Um, 
I've heard people say that there's no point in keeping lethal means away from someone thinking about suicide because that person is going to try to find another mean or another method. Um, research obviously suggests that different. that's not true. So uh, mm -hmm. we've talked about that a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious from your perspective, why do you think that it's important to ensure guns are not accessible to those having suicidal thoughts? And I was going to ask for resources, but, but we just gave <laughs> yeah. that away. So, well, like I said before, you know, and like, like what you just said, if you have the means right away, you don't get a second chance um very often if you use a firearm um and then the data shows that those that survive an attempt usually go on to not try again and so it really really is important to have that access limited mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to you know make make everything just that one little step i mean that's that's everything so that's right and you know we, we've talked a lot about mental health um with suicide prevention but also with the mass shootings that have mm -hmm. taken out, out um you know a sane person doesn't do that it's someone who is in a mental health crisis um you know unfortunately a, most of the mass shootings are by young male adults who have had some mental health, you know, sometimes long-term mental health issues. Um, and part of the Moms Demand Action is that we would like to see some, you know, universal background checks so that you can't just go to a gun shop and buy you know, I know there's a lot of semantics about automatic weapon, semi-automatic weapon, um, but when you can purchase a gun and walk out of the, the store with a, a weapon that can fire as many bullets as mm -hmm. fast as you can pull it, yeah, it may not be an automatic weapon, but it can do a whole lot of damage. And yeah. by having some universal, uh, you know, background, background checks, checks. yeah could help prevent some of that violence mm -hmm. or, you know, also an individual in crisis, you know, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. having a cooling off period of a couple of days mm -hmm. to purchase a weapon. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, we, we were able to have a, a, a veteran do a, I mean, you were there, Joel. Mm -hmm. um, he talked to us about just the, you know, just different aspects and different things about veterans and, and the usage of firearms and all, all of that. And my dad, hi dad, um, was was on there. And he he's a vet. He was he was a vet in the Vietnam era. And uh, it was interesting having a conversation with him because he had mentioned it is so different now. And when he was in the military, you got a firearm and it was yours, and you knew everything about it and you were responsible and you knew how to clean it like in your sleep and it was just you knew the serial number and it was it was very like you were very responsible you were responsible for your one you know if you discharge like you had to account for all that and what he said stood out for him now is you can just go to you know he said target and you get a gun which i, I don't believe that's true but i, I don't know uh. um <laughs> i don't want to yeah but anyway he was like you, you can just go anywhere and just buy one 
and and you don't have the training and he said mm -hmm. we trained so much we knew these firearms back and forth and and now you just there, there, you, yeah, there's you no training buy you know from and 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 you don't need a permit here you don't you know so it's you know i always i would love you know we my 14 year old had to go through driver's ed and a long process and then take a test and get the hours and then you get get a driver's license and then you register your car and i i think that would be i know that is not a common thing but it just to me if you're gonna have uh you know something that can cause so much damage so quickly and so deadly you know i just i just really feel that it should be you know, and this is me personally speaking, um, you know, you should be trained on it and and have the background check yeah. and and the waiting period and, and all that. But yeah. Um, so Moms to Me in Action is an army of volunteers, mothers and others. I love that phrase earlier that you used um, who are advocating for gun safety and um, they are not typically um, accepted or welcomed into the um, views of people who think that you are trying to take guns away or advocate for gun control. So Patty, as a veteran, I assume that you've had some very interesting conversations with people yes. that you work with or that you are connected to from your past or you know present. Um, I'm just curious, uh, can you share from your perspective as both a veteran and a supporter of gun safety and responsible ownership, uh, just, you know, like what your thoughts are and um, especially regarding mental health, as you've spoken to okay. a little bit and, you know, your background as a nurse too and an army medic um, or Air Force. Air Force yeah. um, I just, I'm curious your your perspective, your thoughts on this. Well, it is, like I say, one of the things I enjoy is tabling events because you do get to get with one-on-one -on -one discussions and uh, this summer we had an event. It was in different neighborhoods just to to um, have police presence and firefighters uh, and just the things, actually mental health, um, things in neighborhoods to allow just more uh, visibility and stuff. So, and so we were at an event with with police officers and and there was a police officer that was like oh no 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 you know you you wouldn't want my comments <laughs> and and he was also a veteran and it's no it's like no exactly we do want your comments cuz we want you to know we're not against the second mm -hmm. amendment i mean i personally don't have a a, a handgun in my house just because uh, I have a child with disabilities and I think that the risk of accidental harm is is greater than sure, what I personally sure. would need to, I got a dog, he'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, that, that sometimes veterans and police officers or other people think that they have the wrong impression mm -hmm. about moms demand action that, uh, you know, I've gone to the Alliance and used their range. It's fun, but it's a very safe environment. Yeah. Um, so I, I just want to let people know that, no, we're not here to take your weapons. We really aren't. Um, You're not. We, we hate the word control. Right. It's not gun control. Right. It's not no. gun control. We gun just, safety. It's just a lot of us who have been in moms are either one tired of the mass shootings and as parents, I mean, that's how it originated is 
after one of the school shootings, a mom just, like you said, got tired of being numb and, and, and started moms. But um, it's a lot about education um, and, and just getting the proper legislation to make weapons safe, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, to make people safe. To make From people that. safe, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, I invite veterans, yeah. come join our group. Um, we'll but probably have that information, our meetings. You can just Google once again, Moms Demand Action, and it you can find our local chapter and where we meet and all that stuff. Um, but we invite, you know, first responders, police officers, veterans, you know, anyone. Because <laughs> some of those people have some of the most, the highest stress jobs. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and as a first responder, uh, police officer, firefighter, they're also the ones that have a lot of firsthand experience yeah. with responding to, to some of the unfortunate events, accidental discharges, you know, suicide attempts, any of those. So we, we really invite them to come join us because it is a misconception. We're, we're not out to take your guns. Um, no. We just want just, you to be safe. Yeah. I just really wanted to drive that point home for our listeners. Um, I think probably most people listening to our show, given the world that we work in as mental health and suicide prevention, are probably, you know, in the understanding of we're not here to take your guns, but we're trying to promote safety. But I wanted to just make sure that we drove that point home. Yeah, um, I've got a couple more questions for us. I know we're running short on time here, but um, thinking about systems like the mental health ecosystem, healthcare, um, you know, medical, all of that, um, just thinking about systems in general, how has your work with Moms Demand Action and experience in the military informed both of your views about mental health, just in general, your views? Do you wanna? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, like I say, um, mental health is part of your overall health. Mm -hmm. uh, and because of the stressors of being in the military that a lot of our veterans have done it, you know, there used to be a, a, a huge stigma. If you were on active duty and you were having some PTSD, you surely didn't let your first sergeant know yeah because you know you didn't have it now it's you know they've realized that that caused a lot of problems it caused individuals to bury their symptoms or not report it not get the help they want uh you know and i know on active duty uh suicide is much higher than they would like you know and they want to work with you. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, thank God, we're not in a conflict anywhere around the world. Um, but we still have people on active duty. They do have stressors. And just to really stress, you know, that it's okay to get help. Mm -hmm. We would much prefer an individual um, reach out. Yeah, because not only is it, you know, you know, dealing with war, but being in the military can be very difficult on marriages, long separations, you know, being apart from your family, a lot of things where there are resources available. Uh, you know, with the veterans, they have the veterans crisis line. Um, 
every time you call the VA now, that is one of the first numbers they'll they will give you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that if you are a veteran in crisis, you know, dial this, and they will get you to the resources that you need. Um, you know, I have a crisis number here that is the one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Um, you know, and you press one, and it, and it just walks you through getting it. Uh, so, you know, veterans, there's kind of a brotherhood, and I'm using that as a female to be very inclusive. But so I didn't serve in combat, but every person who wrote, you know, raised their hand and, and took their oath, we've kind of been through the base, same basic training, you know, some of the craziness that goes on of hurry up and wait that's endemic in all of the military. And you have some shared experiences. So you do have a camaraderie where you want to look out for your fellow veteran. Um, and all I can say is, is, you know, if you're a veteran and you're having issues, please, the help is there. If you're a veteran and you have friends who you're wondering if there's, speak up to them, talk to them, let them know that you're there. I apologize. It's okay. I would say for me, um, when I started working with moms, we are very much, um, there's so much training and so much education that we get. Mm -hmm. And my, my eyes were opened. Um, I had no idea about any of this. It was always something that was never talked about. Um, it was never, like you said, the stigma. Um, and so it's just, it's been so interesting and so informative and, and a blessing actually to be able to learn everything. And then as the chapter lead, you know, I sit with, I sit with Joel on the, uh, Sioux Falls suicide prevention task force. And it's, I think what's so great about that is you have so many different people and organizations who are all trying to do the same thing. And it just, it, it all needs to work together. You know, I mean, you work with, you know, the mental health side of it. We work with, let's, let's make sure that the means aren't there. And so it does take everyone. And, um, yeah, I've just, I've been very appreciative of all of the things I've learned and all the people I've met and, yeah. and that's been amazing. Definitely. All right. We're going to round things out with one final question here. As we consider what's happening in our country today, including, but not limited to the recent election, where do you see things moving in the right direction in terms of protective environments? Um, so I am very hopeful at this moment. Um, we have, for the first time we had the, so we had, we just had an election, obviously, and there were 19 to 20 gun sense candidates mm -hmm. who had to agree that like, yes, we need to do something like we need to do something that is going to help save lives. And that is very hopeful. That gives me a lot of hope that we have people out there. Um, there was also a recent, um, a recent survey that was done, a poll taken. It was a sample and it was, it talked about, um, just 
different laws. And, you know, we talked, the question was asked about a red flag law, um, increasing the, the age to buy a, a firearm from 18 to 21, um, secure storage, and a background check, universal background check. And I was incredibly, oh, I just got so much hope from seeing the results. The people of South Dakota want that. Awesome. And I hope that our legislators actually look and see what the people want. Um, 70%, and this is, this is all like, this is, this is everybody. Um, 70% wanted the, the red flag law to keep people safe. Um, knowing that it's just a temporary hold and it's due process. So yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, yeah, that's, I do feel that there is a lot of attention being brought to it. There's a lot of, like, like we're trying to do, educate and get people together to have conversations because nobody, nobody is pro gun violence. I mean, I firmly believe that. Yeah, sure. And it just takes us all to work together to figure out what that means. So I'm hopeful. Right. One of the things too, I think it, it's not an all or nothing. Um, over the past several years, I have written, you know, my our national congressmen, our senators, and I always get, you know, thank you for your contacting me, <laughs> you know, and they all list how very um, pro-gun they are. And so it's just educating them that, you know, like I say, it's not all or nothing. Unfortunately, they are our huge lobbyists that have supplied a lot of money yeah. to campaigns you know, that are, are all like, oh, you know, we don't want any gun laws, any gun laws. And it's like just balancing it, a nice balancing act where, yes, individuals do have a protected Second Amendment right to own a weapon, but just as a safety measure, you know, we should have some common sense legislation that just helps protect Yep. people you know if if you're someone who should not have a weapon because of your criminal background or, or some some mental health issues right now um you know so denying someone or who has a criminal background and shouldn't own a weapon by having a background check you know that keeps the weapons out of the wrong hands yeah, yeah. it doesn't keep a weapon out of the right hands yeah. sure Great. All right. Well, as we end, um, I just want to make sure that we're plugging both Moms Demand Action and the VA. So um, where can people find these two resources if they are looking for more information? So MomsDemandAction.org is where you can look and find information. Um, there's a place where you just go on there. You can look for events and you can put in our state. And we have we have an upcoming meeting on Sunday um, at the downtown library at two o'clock. And uh, Join us, we please. would love to have you. It, yeah, you can just learn momsdemandaction.org. Great. So our lo local VA um, hospital, they do have Facebook pages. You know, we're in the phone book. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just very easy to, to look Is up Sioux Falls VA. Yeah, and no one has a phone book anymore. Um, but Sioux Falls VA, our, our main contact number is 
3230. And, you know, then that will get you to the VA. Please, if you're ever in crisis, either contact the crisis line or if you don't, you know, if you don't have that number ingrained in your phone, you know, you can call the VA number and get help 24-7. And, it, you know, just please ask for that. Um, and like I say, we have a Facebook page, an Internet page that talks about how to contact mental health services. And we just ask that people contact us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would also say um, we would love to have as many people join us as possible, you know, to make a difference, to um, to save lives. So another th another way, and I forgot about this, six, if you want to text READY to 64433, that will get you into contact with Moms Demand Action, and you just fill out a like interest form, and yeah, we'd love to have you and start making a difference with us. And like we say, we do it one conversation at a time. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And today's conversation is the start of that. So yes. All right. Well, thank you both so much for being here, um, listeners. If you are a veteran in crisis, or you know of a veteran in crisis, or just friends, family, loved ones who might be experiencing some challenges right now, um, I I want to make sure that we do our due diligence and we also plug nine eight eight, the national suicide prevention and crisis helpline. Um, so that is available 24 seven and it is three digits, just like 911. It is the easiest way to get access for, or to gain access for care, um, if you need it. So thank you both again so much for being here. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this conversation for Veterans Day. Um, we really are trying to reduce suicides for veterans. Right. So that uh, is our mission today. It is, yes. And thank you to all the veterans listening okay. for all that you do and that, um, yeah how you serve our country. So very appreciated. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review Great Minds wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more information about Lost and Found, go to resilienttoday.org. That's R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-T-T-O-D-A-Y.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Resilient Today. Until next time, do more and stay well.